Well, good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and my fine wife, Bev, well, she's helping us get going. We're in Florence, South Carolina, on our way home from Charleston. We'll be there before noon today. We have to be, because we've got to turn a rental car in. <laughs> on today's call, we're going to talk about, well, first let me say this. Happy Valentine's Day. You know, this morning, every morning, Jesus is asking, will you be mine? Hallelujah. Right now, just say, yes, Lord, I'll be your valentine. If you've ever written, said, or thought, I have nothing to give, we encourage you to listen very carefully to this conference call this morning. Hear me very clearly, and please know my heart. When someone writes and or says, I have nothing to give, well, my heart aches. Not because they're sending, not, not sending a gift to the ministry, because they are unwittingly cutting themselves off from God's blessing. The sad reality is that such a statement is not of God. Nowhere in the scripture do you read where God planned or endorsed anyone having nothing to give. Quite to the contrary, he wants us walking in his blessing flow. As I was praying about this, and Bev and I pray about this often, the Lord showed me that the statement, I have nothing to give, was, well, it's spoken by the mouth of well-meaning believers. But it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's just what the enemy wants. If you think you have nothing to give, you're right. But if you think you have something to hear, you're right as well. The word of the Lord's very clear. Everybody has something to give. First, you have time. You can give your time to volunteer at the church or a ministry. If you're unemployed at the moment, don't sit around the house watching television. Use the first part of your time seeking employment or sharpening your skills for the marketplace. Any other time would be wisely spent volunteering to help others. You might even consider offering to cut grass or do yard work for what is in your church or neighborhood. If it's the winter, shovel snow, pick up leaves, or rake. Remember, you're not necessarily doing it to get paid. You're doing it to be a blessing. It's always important to remember the spiritual dynamics of Ephesians 6.8, which says, Whatsoever good thing you cause to happen to someone else, God will do for you. And your time is a gift. Second, you have your skills and abilities. If you have a burning desire to give, you can find a way to earn extra income to do so. It's just that simple. If you don't believe you have the extra income to sell, it's a decision that you've made. Let me just say this. Go to heraldherring.com and search for a teaching that I did called Ways to Earn Extra Income. But here's the point. If you have a burning desire to give, you can find a way to earn extra income. That's the key. Ask God to reveal to you how you can have money to sow. But stop saying, I have nothing to give. Such a statement only empowers the devil in his desire to render you ineffective for the kingdom of God. 
to contain you and to neutralize you. And let's go a little further. We should never come into the God's presence nor seek his help. Nor seek his help. Hear this. Without something to give. That's not just my opinion. It's what the Word of God says. Psalm 96.8, 96.8. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. See, I was typing this verse. I remembered hearing someone say that the offering was our praise. Again, that sounds nice, even scriptural. But it's not scriptural by definition. The offering in Hebrew is age 4503. Age 4503. According to Strong's Concordance, it means gift, tribute, offering, present, sacrifice, meat offering. The word offering is in, you know, it's used 211 times in 194 verses in the Hebrew Concordance of the King James Bible. It is never translated as praise. So it's very clear that the worship of our Lord that's much more than the praise on our lips and our hearts. It's also what we bring to him in our hands. Exodus 34.20, 34.20. But the firstling of a donkey, an unclean beast, you shall redeem with a lamb or a kid. If you do not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. All the firstborn of your sons you shall redeem. None of you shall first appear to be before me empty-handed. Contemporary English version of part of that scripture says, Bring an offering every time you come to worship. The children of Israel were instructed to bring the best they could as an offering. If you, well, if we give him something to work with, then we can get our harvest. We'll have more to, and we'll have more to sell next time. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. New Living Translation. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Now, there are two things here that we are discussing. First, if you feel like you have nothing to give, don't say it. The words you speak either empower or disable the blessings of God. Not only that, angels respond to his word, which is why you should be speaking words of faith of your finances, regardless of your current situation. Read Psalm 103.20. 103.20. You know, there have been times that we've been so broke we couldn't pick up all the pieces. But I've never said that I don't have, I don't have anything to give. And no surprise, God always makes a way. So we've always had something to give. Sadly, there's a shortage mentality where the immediate subconscious response is, I have nothing to give. But that's not true unless you believe it and confess it so. 2 Corinthians 9.10 2 Corinthians 9.10 Classic Amplified And God who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating also provide and multiply your resources with sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which mandates itself in goodness, kindness, and charity. The key phrase in this verse 
is that God will provide seed for the sower. If you're not a sower, he's not providing. Second, the word says that we're to bring an offering every time we worship him. Again, not my words, it's in the book. You think God knows your financial situation? You think the word of God is conditional based on what you're going through at the moment? Make no mistake about it. God understands everything about your situation. And in the days to come, which is why he instructs you not to come before him empty-handed. For some people, giving is difficult because they perceive giving as a loss. For those who understand God's principles, giving is easy because they know they're sowing into their future for a harvest. First Chronicles 16.29 First Chronicles 16.29 Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. Some people can't understand or believe that God would do this, so they ignore his word. One of the fundamental things that every believer needs to understand is that our money is our life. We give 40 hours plus a week in exchange for a paycheck. In other words, we're trading our lives in exchange for money. In essence, when we give money, we're giving ourselves. It's worship. If we're withholding money, our tithes and offerings, we're withholding ourselves from worshiping God. And that's that's it, pure and simple. Think about this question. If If giving is an act of worship, and we come before him empty handed, then aren't we withholding ourselves from him? Here are a couple of final thoughts. First, no longer say, I have nothing to give. Stop it now. It's not scriptural. It's a lie of the devil. Second, if you say it, you're going to live it, which is exactly what the enemy wants. When you change your confession, you will change what's in your possession. Hallelujah. Once again this morning, I want to ask you to be in prayer for a really great partner and friend. Lawrence Cook down in Florida is in the hospital. And uh, pray for Lawrence for just a supernatural and also for uh, just a hold the enemy. Let's hold the enemy's feet to the fire. Proverbs 6.31 that he will have to repay any income or time that he steals from Lawrence or for that matter, for you. You can pray that scripture over you. Bill and I have prayed over ourselves many times. And we've been blessed by the response. Hallelujah. If you've enjoyed today's program or the ministry, so we'll see. And just know that God's going to bless you. Well, until tomorrow morning, from Goldsboro, North Carolina. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day to you. I get to ride in the car for several hours on my precious Valentine today. And Mama, you're our Valentine too. That's my mother, 95-year-old Mama, Sandy Ruth. So until tomorrow morning, and by the way, if, if you know a widow or a widower, that's, uh, call them and just say Happy Valentine's Day. 
and the love of the Lord be with you today. Lord, till tomorrow morning, God bless you, happy trails, and keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. Bye-bye.